We're going to try to finish something we started last week, the book of Habakkuk. Some say Habakkuk, but I believe that the actual rendering is Habakkuk. Uh, the book of Habakkuk, the third chapter, I believe we're going to be reading at verse number 17. Verse number 17. Hallelujah. We've been talking uh, about focus for, I don't know, three or four weeks now. How many of you have been blessed by that series? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And uh, since you've been getting that word and that revelation, hallelujah, on focus, can anybody testify about how the enemy has tried to distract you? <laughs> hallelujah. Because once you really begin to zero in, hallelujah, on a target, the enemy will do everything he can possibly do to get you to move or shift your focus. I like Habakkuk, hallelujah, because he almost loses his focus, but he's going to help us on today by giving us a couple of things that will help us not to lose our focus. Amen? And I don't know about you, but I could use the help. Amen? Hallelujah. I'm like, talk to us, Habakkuk. Amen? Give us some revelation and some wisdom on the word of the Lord on today. Amen? When you have it and you're ready, shout amen. amen. I read today in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. And the word of the Lord says this though. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be on the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. Even though the flock shall be cut off from the foal, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice. Oh, God, help me in here. Still going to praise him. My God, let me read, let me read. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. I know that's right. And he will make my feet like hinds feet. And he will make me to walk upon my high places. To the chief singer on my stringed instruments. Oh my God. In essence he's saying hallelujah. That testimony right there. That proclamation. Put it in the song. <laughs> put it in the song. Hallelujah. My God have mercy in here. So I want to continue to talk to you. Under the subject. The lyrics. Because those are actually lyrics to a song. The lyrics to my focus. My focus has lyrics. Amen somebody. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, we come before you and we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word in advance. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're about to do in this place. I thank you, Lord God, that somebody's going to leave this place totally changed, uplifted by the power of the spoken word, Lord God. Minister to us, Lord God, in a real way on tonight. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen and amen. Uh, it feels like a Sunday morning service in here, doesn't it? I'm so used to it already being dark somewhere around this time. Hallelujah. That sun is like coming in through the windows. Hallelujah. And it seems so bright in here. Glory to God. Let me begin to you with an illustration, a story that I read that I thought was very powerful and is going to speak to uh, some of what God has to say in this place today. Hallelujah. There were a group of skydivers that were at about 40,000 feet. Could you imagine this? They're at about 40,000 feet 
and they have a photographer with them who is also a skydiver. Amen. And so let's just say that the photographer's name is Josh. Let's just say his name is Josh. Amen. Hallelujah. And so here we have these guys. They're 40,000 feet up in the air. They begin to jump out of the plane. And as they jump out of the plane, hallelujah, the photographer then jumps out of the plane as well. Now they're in the air. They're doing all kinds. I don't know if you've ever seen the things that these guys can do in the air, but they're doing all these amazing aerial stunts and, and Josh is catching it all on his camera and it's amazing he's excited about all the footage that he has caught now they get to a place in the drop uh, where they begin to pull their rip cords and uh, release their parachutes uh, and all of a sudden when Josh sees that they are pulling their rip cords he figures okay I better I better pull mine right about now uh, to his surprise When he goes to pull his ripcord, he realizes that he is free-falling without a parachute. And what you need to understand is that, listen, it's not that he was inexperienced. He was a skydiver as well. And so it wasn't for a lack of experience, but because he's done this plenty of times before. But for some reason... He jumped out of that plane and forgot his parachute. Perhaps he got caught up in the moment and making sure that he was going to jump on time or catch uh, everything he could possibly catch these guys do. Perhaps it was the routine of a thing. You know, sometimes you got to be careful when something becomes too routine-ish. Because uh, if it becomes too routine-ish, we'll have a tendency not to check or ignore the checklist. Are you hearing what I'm saying in here? And so watch this, hallelujah. I, I don't think I have to tell you how this story ends. But it does not end very well. Now, here's what I want you to understand from this story. It's not that he didn't have the faith to jump. He had the faith to jump. He lacked the focus necessary for success. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not that he didn't have faith. He had the faith to leap. But he lacked the focus necessary to succeed. And there are some people who will gather enough faith to leap, hallelujah, but don't have enough focus to succeed when they leap. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I guess what I'm trying to say is that your focus, or let me put it to you another way, your faith needs focus are you in this place church hallelujah watch this uh, Habakkuk is an interesting prophet because usually prophets speak to the people on God's behalf amen they usually talk to the people and say thus saith the Lord or speak to the people on behalf of God but when you read this story you have a prophet who's talking to God on behalf of the people I said he is a prophet who's talking to God on behalf of the people. He is a prophet, watch this, who is living in times where faith is hard. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh, he's living in a time where he's watching the righteous mistreated and the wicked prospering. 
and it's doing something to him. And it made him ask the Lord two questions. Why and how long? Have you ever been there? God, why and how long? God, why are you allowing this and how long will it be before you rectify it? Does that sound remotely like any prayer you have ever prayed before in your life? Hallelujah, Jesus. What do you do when what you see does not look like what God said? What do you do when what you see does not look like what God said? And have you ever been there? This is where the prophet is. I can't go into it uh, like I did last week, hallelujah, because then I won't finish. I'm on a mission to finish today, amen? Hallelujah. But this is exactly where the prophet is. And I know that it is the same place where many people have been, hallelujah. And so watch this. I want to tell you, or at least through the prophet, tell you some of the things that you need to know so that you don't lose your focus. And we said last week, and let me reiterate a little bit, that the first thing, hallelujah, that you cannot do is neglect your faith. Put that up there. Never neglect your faith. Focus is an issue of faith. You ask Peter, and Peter will tell you that focus is an issue of faith. Peter will tell you, hallelujah, that as long as I looked or kept my eyes fixed on Jesus, I could overcome or walk on things that normally drown other people. But the minute I shifted my focus, hallelujah, my faith went down. You know it's an issue of faith because when Jesus picks them up, the first thing he says is, O ye of little faith. You took your eyes off of me, the main thing, and you went down. Hallelujah. Are you in this place, church? Glory to God. Watch this. Never neglect your faith. What is neglect? Neglect is when you do not properly care for something. Neglect is when you are not looking after something the way you're supposed to look after it. It is to poorly pay attention to. Are you hearing me in this place? Hallelujah, Jesus. Can I just say to you that your faith needs care? I said your faith needs care. Uh, your faith needs word. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you want your faith to increase, you need word. Your faith needs word. Let me give you another one. Your faith needs works. The Bible says that faith without works is dead being alone. In other words, hallelujah, it's not enough for you to say, I believe, and then you not act upon that which you believe. If all you do is believe and do nothing according to what you believe, you have lonely faith. You have a faith that's not married, hallelujah, to works. And if it's not married to works, the Bible says it is dead. Are you in this place? Watch this. So your faith needs word. Your faith needs works. Can I give you another one? Your faith needs wisdom. I said your faith needs wisdom. Put, put 2 Peter chapter number 1 and verse number 1 up on the screen. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse number 1. 
I'm gonna give you something out of the Word of God right now that is actually foolproof. Foolproof. Watch this. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. First, let me just say that the faith that you have is precious. I said it's precious. Hallelujah. And you got it. Watch this. Not out of any power of your own, but through the power of Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Amen. Watch this. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace. Put that back on there. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Your grace and your peace can increase with how much you know about the God you serve. Can I just submit to you that the devil loves to hang out in what you don't know about God. But the more, God, revelation you obtain, the greater grace and the greater peace you walk in. My God, have mercy in here. Through, watch this, through the knowledge of God. If I am growing weary, I am not growing in wisdom. I said if I am growing weary, I am not growing in wisdom. Because the wisdom of God lets me know, hallelujah, watch this, uh, not to faint. Or it will tell me I will reap in due season if I faint not. And so if I'm growing weary, I'm not growing in wisdom. But if I am increasing in word, I am decreasing in worry. But if I am increasing in word, I will be decreasing in worry. Oh God, he said, I will multiply your peace. In other words, instead of giving you anxiety, I will give you peace through the knowledge of me. And so the more I know about him, the greater peace I can walk in. But if I'm stressed out, worried, and full of anxiety, you know what I'm lacking? I'm lacking knowledge of who God is. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. If you're blessed in here, shout glory. glory. Oh God, let me read some more scripture to you. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Next verse. According as his divine power has given us, you better catch this right here, given unto us how many things? All things that pertain unto life and godliness through what? Through what? Through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Listen, knowing him makes everything I need accessible. Some of us are not working with a full tool set because we don't have a full wisdom or revelation of who he is. Therefore, limiting ourselves. Let me get the next verse. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these, that by these what? His word. Ye might be partakers of the divine nature, 
having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Oh, God. By those promises of God that I've received, hallelujah, he's given me the power to work, to walk in his divine nature. Walk even in the supernatural, escaping, hallelujah, the natural lust that is in the world. Are you in this place, church? Next verse, hallelujah. I ain't even get there yet. And beside this, giving all diligence, uh-oh, watch this now. Did you know you were supposed to do this? Add to your faith. I just believe, I just believe, I just got faith, I got faith. The text said, watch this, add to your faith. Your faith needs care. The way you combat neglect is through addition to your faith. You need to add to your faith. And then I love this about God, he tells us exactly what we need to add. Listen to what he says, add to your faith virtue. Just in case you don't know what that means, that just means goodness. Virtue, watch this, and to virtue, knowledge, more knowledge, increase in knowledge. Next verse. And to knowledge, temperance. You know what temperance is? Self-control. You need to, I know you believe, but you need to control yourself. I know you believe, but you need to add to yourself, self to your faith, self Control. Watch this. Patience. And that word patience there is really the word perseverance. You have to add staying power to your faith. Your faith can't be temporary. And to patience, godliness. Next verse. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. Hallelujah. And to brotherly kindness, charity, which is love. And he takes it to another place because he's saying, not just love for your brother, but be careful because I will ask you to love your enemies. How many of you know that's true? Some of us are having a hard time loving family members. Y'all not saying nothing in here? <laughs> seven things, watch this. Seven things that you are to add to your faith. Why? Let's go. Give me some more. For if these things... Woo, listen, let me just say to you very quickly that God has these things that will guarantee victory. I said God has these things that will guarantee victory. Watch this. For if, you better underline this words right here. These things. If you got a highlighter, just highlight these things. For if these things, what things? Those seven things I just read to you. If these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. If you add these things to your faith, you will always be effective and you will always be productive. Watch this. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful. You will birth it. Watch this. In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me get the next verse. Watch this. But he that lacketh, underline it again, these things. What things? Those seven things I just gave you. But he that lacketh these things is blind. 
You can have a faith that's blind and cannot see afar off. If you don't add to your faith, you're going to have a hard time seeing past where you are. One translation says you will be nearsighted or short-sighted. You'll only be able to see where you are and will not have the ability to focus on anything past where you are and have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Ooh, I'm giving you a lot of scripture today. I hope you're all right. Give me the next one. I feel like giving you some more. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling in election sure. Watch this. In other words, confirm the call of God on your life. Confirm it. This is how you confirm the call of God in your life. If you do, underlining again, these things, you shall never. Oh, you better catch that right there. You better catch that right there. If I don't say nothing else, I already said enough. If you do, if you add to your faith those seven things, hallelujah, my Bible says you will always be effective, you will always be productive, hallelujah, but if you lack these things, you'll be blind and will have a hard time seeing past where you are, but if you go ahead and you put in the work and you add these things to your faith, you will never fall. There is a place you get to in your walk with God where the stumbling stops. I said there is a place that you get to in your walk with God where your stumbling stops. If you're still stumbling, you're not there yet. Obviously, hallelujah. But God said if you add these seven things to your faith, you can get to the place where you stumble no more. The NIV uses the word stumble, hallelujah. And I know what the scripture says. I know the scripture says seven times a just man shall fall and seven times God shall pick him up. Hallelujah. And I know what the word of God says. Hallelujah. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delight in his way. And though he shall fall. Hallelujah. God will still raise him up. Hallelujah. But you get to a place in your maturity walking with God where the stumbling ceases. This is what Habakkuk was talking about when he said he makes my feet like hinds feet. He's made my legs so strong I don't slip no more. Hallelujah. God help me in here. If you know anything, if you know anything about the hind legs of a deer, hallelujah, they are so strong. Hallelujah. Did you not know that the, the deer don't have obviously feet like we do? They had hoofs and those hoofs were created, hallelujah, so they don't slip. They don't even slip in rain. I said they don't slip in rain. They don't, they, them hoofs were made for muddy terrain. They have this ability to grip the ground and cause the deer not to lose his footing. Did you not know, hallelujah, that his hind legs have propelling power? A, a deer can jump eight feet tall from a standstill position. From a standstill position, eight feet. And if he gets a running start, hallelujah, he can jump ten feet high. And the prophets say, hallelujah, my God, have mercy in here. God has made it so that my legs are so strong, hallelujah, I'm going to walk in high places. I'm not going to slip no more. God, help me in this place. And you know what I love? Because it doesn't mention anything about his front legs. And I studied the deer and I found out that his front legs are for pivoting. 
So if he has to pivot, make a left real quick, make a right real quick, even in wet and muddy terrain, he can do it through the pivoting of his front legs. But it doesn't mention pivoting. And I said, God, why didn't you talk about his front legs? That would have been good. That would have preached. He said, because tell somebody that in this season that you are in, hallelujah, we are not going to waste time walking around it, hallelujah. We're going to jump over it. We're just going to go over it. We're just going to overcome it. We're just going to go right If you're blessed in here, shout glory. glory. Have you been adding to your faith? I didn't ask you if you have faith. The guy that jumped out that plane had faith. Have you been adding to your faith? Have you added focus to your faith? Because it's necessary if you're going to succeed. God is telling Jeremiah that in a, in a time where the people of God are straying away and facing the consequences of their action, even in that, hallelujah, I'm doing a work in them. And before it's all said and done, I'm going to raise them up. I'm going to raise them up, hallelujah. How many of you know God can do it? I'm reminded of Noah, hallelujah, even in the midst of judgment, pending judgment, he builds an ark. When the judgment floods come, you know what happens to everybody that was in the ark with Noah? They elevate. In other words, the flood don't take them down. It takes them up. That's pretty much what God is telling this prophet. Hallelujah. Before it's all said and done, I would have raised you up. Hallelujah. Are you blessed in here? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, have mercy in here. So do not neglect your faith. Pay attention to it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's, it's not enough just to hold on to it. Because I, you can't just hold on to it. You have to add to it. Amen, somebody. Some of us are always holding on. But if you add to your faith, hallelujah, you can get to a place of stability where you don't stumble anymore. That's what Jeremiah said when he decided, listen, when he thought he could quit on God. I said when he thought he could quit on God. He said, you know what? I'm done. I quit. My ministry ain't going nowhere. I've been preaching for years. Ain't got not one soul saved. That's, his, that's why they call him the weeping prophet. I would cry too if I preached for years and didn't have not one person in the chair. I would cry too. I would wonder whether I am out of my calling. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And the man said, I quit. I ain't doing it no more. These were his exact words. I ain't preaching in your name anymore and then the bible says he tried it but he couldn't because the word of god i tell you if you ever get enough knowledge in you of god because the word of god was shut up in his bones like fire and he could not hold it in even though he tried could you imagine being so mad at god hallelujah that you aren't going to speak in his name no more and then try it and then the first conversation you have after that you end up speaking his word Quoting scripture, some of you ain't going to shout amen, but some of you have given up on God, hallelujah, and find yourself ministering right after you said that. You know what Jeremiah is saying? I know too much. I know too much. I can't fall no more. I can't stumble no more because I know too much. Number two, do not neglect your faith. Number two. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. Be open to God's way of doing things. If Jeremiah were here, I mean, not Jeremiah, I'm sorry. If Habakkuk was here, he would tell you, listen, if you don't want to lose your focus, you have to be open to God's way of doing things differently. Because sometimes God will do it differently. I'm going to get you there, but don't make the mistake to assume that I'm going to get you there the way you think you're going to get there. Because Isaiah 55 says that as the heavens are over the earth, so are my ways over yours and my thoughts over your thoughts. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Ooh, show me James. I'm going to show you scripture today. Show me James uh, chapter 1 and verse 2. James chapter 1 and verse number 2. You guys doing all right? James chapter 1 and verse 2. I got to get through this. Watch this. My brethren... Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. One translation says when you fall into various trials. When you fall into various trials, you should still be able to praise him. Count it all joy. Get happy when trouble comes. That almost don't make sense. I said get happy when trouble comes. When was the last time you got happy because trouble came? James says, get happy when trouble comes. Watch this. Give me the next verse. Knowing. See, it all comes down to what you know, church, at the end of the day. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. The trying of your faith worketh patience. I use trouble to teach you patience. I use trials to teach you how to hang in there. Some of us, are, we don't like that. We don't like that gospel right there. Because some of us are like, can I just go to, and take a college course on patience? Can I just take a class, earn my credit, call it a day, and have patience? How I many of you know it don't work that way? Let me tell you something. I stopped praying for patience a long time ago. Because every time I found myself praying for patience, God gave me another child. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. But you just go ahead and keep on praying for patience. <laughs> I got the revelation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let me get the next verse. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect, entire, whole, wanting nothing. Ooh, God, help me in here. Listen, God is saying, I'm taking you to a, a place called lacking nothing. But you... Have to trust the process. I'm taking you to a place where you are entire, where you are whole, complete, lacking nothing, but you have to trust the process. You have to believe that all things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. You have to believe that this light and momentary affliction is working out for you a far more exceeding weight of glory. Hallelujah. We sing it all the time. All things are working. Oh God, we're going to have to sing that maybe at the end of the service, Jamie. Hallelujah. It's all working for my good. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You might not like it, 
It might not even feel good. But he said, count it all joy. Trust the process. I'm taking you somewhere. And that somewhere is a place called no lack. And I don't know about you, but I want to get there. So let patience have its perfect work. God, work it out. Just get me there. Are you in this place? Philippians 4 and verse 4. Philippians 4 and verse 4. Hallelujah. Oh God, come on. I'm on point number two. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord. Always. Always. God, help me in here. Can you do it? You know, as long as everything is good, it's easy to do. But he didn't say rejoice in the Lord always as long as things are good. He said rejoice in the Lord always. And just in case you didn't get it, and again I say, rejoice. Look at the next verse. Let your moderation be known or your request be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts, your minds, through Christ Jesus. Oh, God, help. Now, you can, that's enough. But listen, another translation puts it like this, you know, be anxious for nothing, but pray about everything. Be anxious for nothing, pray about everything. Problem with us is we worry about everything and we don't pray about anything. He said, be listen to what God is saying. Be anxious. He didn't say be anxious for some things because some things are real serious and you, it requires a little anxiety on your part. That's not what he said. He said, be anxious for nothing. Nothing is worth being anxious for. Oh, God, have mercy in here. Hallelujah. And another place in Matthew 6, he said, don't worry about nothing. He said, worry is a taker. Worry does not add anything to your life. Worry does not even add a minute to your life. When you worry, know that you, that you are not gaining any benefit from worrying. Worry is a taker. It's a stealer. It's a crook. It's a thief. Every time you worry, Satan is robbing you of life. He said, don't worry about a thing. Pray about everything. Watch this. And the peace of God, the peace of God that passes all understanding shall, watch this, guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Listen to what God is saying. Oh, God, help me in here. If you just pray, if you just pray, listen, even in James, let me just go back to James for a minute. When he says, hallelujah, when you go through various trials, count it all joy, right? Because I'm trying to take you to a place called no lack. And he says, listen, even though you don't understand it, trust the process. Here's what he goes on to say in James after that. But if you lack wisdom, ask of God who gives it freely. He said he gives it freely. But when you ask, ask without doubting. Because if you ask with doubt, you are a double-minded man. And the Bible says that man cannot expect to receive anything from God. Because that man is not focused. His mind is here and his mind is here. And Hebrews chapter 3 says, watch this, fix all your thoughts 
on Jesus. Are you blessed in here? And so God is saying, watch this. Trust the process. Know that I'm taking you somewhere. But if you lack the wisdom, ask me and I'll reveal to you what I'm doing. I will reveal it to you. Are you in this place? Pray and I'll give you wisdom. That's James. Watch this. The second one that we just read in Philippians, he says, pray and I'll give you peace. Not just peace, a peace that will guard your heart and your mind. The word guard there, hallelujah, comes from the word where we get a soldier that stands in his post. God is saying, my peace will surround you. My peace will get on every side of you and protect your mind and your heart so that you could remain focused. The Bible says he will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. Somebody shall focus. If you're blessed in here, shout glory. glory. Ooh, God is not limited in how he is going to get you there. Hallelujah. Watch this. Show me, show me verse 5 of Habakkuk 1. Verse 5 of Habakkuk 1. Hallelujah. Wow, pastor's giving us a lot of scripture today. Watch this. Behold ye among the heathen and regard and wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your days which ye will not believe though it be told you. That's a word for somebody in here. Listen. For I will work a work in your days which you will not believe though it be told you. And if you read the rest of that, God actually begins to tell him what he's going to do. He's saying to Habakkuk, I'm going to get you there, but I'm going to use your enemies. I say God's not limited in who he can use. I can use your enemies to get you there. I can use your enemies to bless you. You don't hear what I'm saying. How many of you believe that in this place? I'll use a penina, Hannah, to provoke you into prayer. I'll put somebody in front of you that's producing in front of you and throw it in your face just to keep you on your toes. Because it'll make you prayer. It'll make you pray. And if what you have to birth is only going to come through prayer, I need you in the throne room. I need you in the war room. I need you in the prayer room. And if you're not going to go there, hallelujah, I got to get you there. So if I have to use a penina to provoke you to pray, then pray and pr Oh God, help me in here. That's what I'm going to do, hallelujah, so that I can open your womb. Hallelujah. I can hear Hannah now, but she's making me miserable. And God said, no, she's making you fertile. Yeah. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying in here. Hallelujah. She's driving me crazy. No, she's driving you to conceive. You don't hear what I'm saying in here. Hallelujah. You don't understand. I want to punch her in her face. No, she's going to make you pray in my face. God, have mercy in this place. Hallelujah. I'll use Penina. I'll use Joseph's brothers. You, you, 
You know, sometimes when God tells you something, the first people you think you can share with is your brothers, your family members. Hallelujah. And uh, Joseph shares his dream with his brothers. And you know the story. His brothers didn't like it. They didn't like it. Jealousy. We talked about a little bit about that on Sunday. You remember that? Uh, jealousy. And they tried to hurt him. They tried to kill him. They took his coat off that, that, that his father gave him. That was a symbol of favor. Hallelujah. Took it off of him. Threw him in a pit. My God. Crazy story. Then sold him into, they decided not to kill him. They sold him into slavery, hallelujah. And all this just because God needed a man in Egypt. God needed a man in Egypt. His father wasn't going to let him go because he was favored of his father and his father didn't want to let him go. But God needs to get him there. And so what does God do? He has to use an enemy. He has to use somebody, hallelujah, to push you there because oftentimes your friends will only celebrate you where you are. And so when your friends celebrate you where you are, God has to use an enemy to push you where you need to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He'll use Joseph's brothers. He'll use, listen, sometimes it's Joseph's brothers and Penina who are better friends to you than your actual friends. Because your friends have a tendency to cheerlead you and your friends have a tendency to celebrate you wherever you are, hallelujah. But an enemy, an enemy will push you. And sometimes you need a push. Sometimes you need a push. That's why when Judas comes to kiss Jesus, hallelujah, and betray him, Jesus called him friend. Because anything that's taking me to purpose is my friend. Anything, hallelujah, that's taking me to purpose is my friend. Judas betrays Jesus, kisses, kisses him, and Jesus says, hey, friend. You need those kind of friends. You don't like them, but you need them. Are you in this place, church? That's why the Bible calls the enemy a footstool. A footstool. Most of us have one in our kitchen so that we can re reach those, those top cupboards. Amen, somebody. Yeah, an enemy is necessary because there are areas God wants you to reach that you cannot reach without an enemy. You need a footstool to go higher or you will plateau where you are. Jesus. God is not limited in how he can bless you. Job said, hallelujah. Listen, the Lord knows the way that I take. And after I have been put in the fire, I shall come out as pure gold. Listen to what he's saying. You know, they asked the blacksmith once. You know, blacksmith is that guy who makes steel, sharpens, makes swords and things of that, that nature, weapons. They asked the blacksmith, hallelujah, how do you know he was making swords? And they came up to him and they asked him, how do you know when it's been in the fire long enough? And he said, it's real simple. When I take it out and I look at it, if I see my reflection, I know it's ready. And so what you need to understand is that Jesus does the same thing with us. Hallelujah. He'll let us go through the fire, but understand that when you go through the fire, he'll go through with you. When you come out the fire, he'll look at you. If when he looks at you, he sees himself, he says you're ready. But if you're not ready, you got to go back in the fire. Are you in this place, church? Hallelujah. Oh, God, have mercy in here. He is not limited. You have to be open to his way of getting you there. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? God can multiply you through subtraction. I said God can multiply you through subtraction. Matter of fact, there's a parable in your Bible where God says, watch this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take you to fruit, and then I'm going to take you to more fruit. But before you get to much fruit, I'm going to prune you. Pruning, come on somebody, is a cutting back. Normally, hallelujah, anybody who knows anything about real gardening or, or, or real, how to operate in a vineyard, they will get to the place where they get to much fruit, but in, to, to more fruit, but in order to get to much fruit, there has to be a pruning. Because in essence, the gardener will tell you, if I, if I don't prune you, you're all, you'll be all over the place and you will not be able to hold the weight of the fruit. So I have to prune you in a direction so that the branches will be strong enough to hold the weight when it gets to much fruit. And so God said, I can multiply you through subtraction. So don't lose your joy when I start taking stuff away. Don't lose your joy nor your praise if I remove some things, if I remove some people that I know are not good for you, hallelujah, and are going to hinder you from getting to much fruit. Where you're going in God, you're not going to be able to take everything nor everybody with you. Hallelujah. And there's some people in your life, hallelujah, that are only supposed to be there for a season. If you let them stay longer than they were supposed to stay, they're going to hurt your progress. Some people in your life are just scaffolding while God builds you. Hallelujah. God uses them to come into your life to help you get to a place of stability. And then God moves them. If they stay, they will hinder your progress. You got to know who's in there for the long haul. And you got to know who's in there for a little while. Hallelujah. If I cut you back, hallelujah, don't lose your joy. I'm about to take you to much fruit. But I can multiply you through subtraction. I will bless you and then I'll ask for the blessing back. Abraham, give me your son, your only son. I know I gave him to you. I know that's that miracle baby you were waiting for. I know you couldn't have a baby and, and you know it was a miracle because you couldn't even conceive at the age that you were in. Hallelujah. And I gave him to you, but now I want him back because I need to find out if you're more committed, hallelujah, to the blessing or the blesser. I want to know who you love more, the blessing or the blesser. I want to know if you're idolizing the thing I gave you. I want to know if you love that thing more than me. And so I'll always ask you for something I gave you to test your love for me. I want to know if you're willing to offer me the best that you got. Oh God, somebody shout glory in here. Sometimes less is more. I got one person over here. Great. Thank you, sister, so much. I appreciate you. Listen, sometimes less is more. That's why he'll take an army like Gideon's who had 30,000 people and shave it down to 300. Watch this. Gideon had 30,000 people that he gathered up and he's going against 165,000 Midianites. 165,000 against 30,000. That's already lopsided and God looks at him and says you have too many <laughs> you have too many people I'm thinking to myself no God I don't have enough I need more Hallelujah. and God in essence is saying you don't need more 
you don't need more because half those people you got are scared anyway. He said, half those people you got, hallelujah, when you get on the battlefield, they're going to run and leave you there hanging. And so I need to shave your army down. Shave them down to 300. And then gave them a strategy for victory. You don't need more. All you need is a divine strategy from God. You keep praying for more. And God is saying, no, all you need is a divine strategy to get the victory. If you're blessed in here, shout glory. Ah, God, I'm running out of time. Ay. 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse 11. 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse 11. Hallelujah. I'm going to have to fly now. 2 Kings chapter 5. All right, listen. This is Naaman. Listen to Naaman, hallelujah, because Naaman is having a problem with how God is deciding to bring about his deliverance. Listen to what he says. But Naaman was wroth. That means he was angry and went away and said, behold, I thought. See, that's the problem. I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Naaman went to the prophet, hallelujah, Elisha, so that Elisha could heal him. But Naaman had an idea in his mind on how that was supposed to work out. And in his mind, he saw the prophet coming to him. But the prophet didn't come to him. He sent his servant. <laughs> he sent his servant. And his servant said, the prophet said, Go to the Jordan and dip in it seven times and you shall be healed. And he got mad. Because I want to be delivered, but I want to be delivered my way. And so he told them, that's not how it's going to happen. And that's not how it's going to play out. And he said, I ain't going in the Jordan. Because the Jordan is river. It's dirty river. Don't he know who I am? He said, I, listen, I don't have to dip in that river. I'll go to the rivers from where I come from. The rivers where I come from are much cleaner and much nicer than that river. And he's about to leave. Because he thought that it was supposed to be the way that he said. And then his servant, thank God for somebody humble. The servant came to him and said, hey man, we came this far. Why don't we just do what the man of God said? And when he did, he got healed. God's way. God's way. I'm going to get you there. <laughs> Trust the process. Stay open to my way of doing things because I often come a different way. This is why Jesus messed people up and always healed somebody a different way and never really healed two people the same way because he didn't want you to put them in a box Put me in a box and I'll shock you. Are you blessed in here? Number three. Let me see if I can. Number three. Oof. If Habakkuk was here, he would tell you, if you don't want to lose focus, you need to determine to be committed to worship God anyway. Be committed to worship God no matter what. No matter, through the fire, through the flood, hallelujah. 
No matter what, oh God, if the Hebrew boys were here, I love what they told Nebuchadnezzar. They said, we're not bowing down to your statue. We're not worshiping your statue. When we hear that music that don't play God, that don't please God, we're not going to bow down to that stuff either. We are going to worship God and God alone. The God that we serve is well able to deliver us out of the fiery furnace. And he will. But if he decided not to, we still not going to worship you. We still not going to bow down to you. It still don't change who God is. He's still sitting on the throne. Whether he does it or he doesn't do it, we are sold out for Jesus and we don't care. Oh, do I got that kind of, do I got those kind of praises? You know, those are worshipers without conditions. I know there's a lot of worshipers that worship with conditions, but I'm talking about worshipers without conditions. Worshippers who worship is what they do. Hallelujah. Praise is what they do. Come hell, come high water. Nothing's going to rob me of my praise unto God. Hallelujah. I know it's easier said than done. I know, I know it's easier said than done. Hallelujah. Because if you talk about some of the men in the Bible, hallelujah, uh, men, men like Moses who, who, or, or, or men like Noah who God said, listen, I need you to build an ark. Build an ark because rain is coming, coming down from the sky. And up until that day, rain had never fell from the sky. A water came from amidst in the ground. Hallelujah. And there was no such thing as rain. And God says, man, build a boat because rain is coming down from the sky. And Moses starts building and 10 years go by, 20 years go by, 30 years go by, 40 years go by, 50 years go by. And here he is building this boat. People asking him, what are you doing, man? You crazy. What is that contraption? And Moses said, rain is coming from the sky. And they made fun of him and they mocked him. And they said, man, you crazy. And he kept building 60 years, 70 years. Some of you can't last seven days without losing your faith. 70 years, 80 years. Let me help you in here. Your worship, watch this to God, hallelujah, will be tested. Your commitment to worship God will be tested. 60 years, 70 years, 80 years, 90 years, 100 years, 110, 120, and then the rain came. But could you imagine being committed 120 years? Building for God, nothing happening, still building, nothing happening, still building, nothing happening, still building. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, but God said. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, but God said. It doesn't look like it's going to happen, but God said. And like that man who had to look again, you might have to look again, and then again, and then again, and then again, and then again, until you see what God said. Because if God said it, it's going to happen. I said it's going to happen. Do I got a praiser in here? Do I got anybody in here who's committed to worshiping God till the end? No matter what. I ain't going to finish this. Listen, you need to catch this, hallelujah, because I know, I know, oh God, have mercy. David is praying for his son. His son is sick. His son is dying, hallelujah. He's praying, he's fasting. He's praying, he's fasting. You know how we do. We do everything we know how to do. Praying and fasting, and then his son dies. Many would have quit right there. I asked God to heal my relative, and he didn't. So I gave up on God. You missed out. David got up, got something to eat, washed himself, went to church, and worshipped. No, you don't hear me. Right after it happened. 
As a matter of fact, they say, why you still ain't crying? He said, I ain't crying because I know that the boy ain't coming back to me. But this one thing I do know, I will go to him because I am committed, hallelujah, to worshiping my God to the end, no matter. If Job were here, Job would testify. I lost 10 kids in one day. Where my parents at? I need some real parents. I lost 10 kids in one day. I lost all my money in one day. I lost my health, hallelujah. And my body was sick. I had boils breaking up and stinking and nasty. And if that wasn't enough, my wife backslid and told me to curse my God and die. And I told her, woman, stop talking foolish. God gives, God takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. I know it's crazy. I know I lost all my kids. I know I lost all my money. I know I'm sick in my body, but though he slayed me, yet will I trust him. Hallelujah. Hey, I'm going to stand here all the days of my life and wait till my change comes. Naked I came into this world and naked I'm coming out. He knows the way that I take and after I go through the fire, I'm coming out as pure gold. I know that God multiplies through subtraction. And if you know the story like I do, in the end, he got double for all his trouble. Some people's commitment only go as far as their convenience. And some things, sometimes the very thing that arrests our commitment is our comfort. Comfort loves to arrest commitment. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But real worship, real worship, hallelujah, is based on an unwavering commitment to give God the praise. No matter what, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what. Give me my fourth point. I'm just going to read them to you. But give me my fourth point. Obtain an understanding of who God is. Verse 12. Show me verse 12. You got to show me verse 12. Because Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 12. I'm going to land this plane. But let me show you this verse. Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 12. He's still questioning God. But watch this. He's asking questions he knows the answer to. Are thou not from everlasting? O Lord my God. Mine holy one. We shall not die, O Lord. Thou has ordained them for judgment. And Almighty God, thou has established them for correction. Listen. He's basically saying, hallelujah, I know who you are. He's having trouble understanding why it is that God is doing what he's doing. But he does have an understanding of who God is. And if you have an understanding of who God is, that's always going to help you. God, help me in this place. Are you blessed in here, church? Oh, God. Habakkuk knew, watch this, that even if God allowed wickedness, he would deal with wickedness. The wickedness, watch this, he did not delight in. God's commitment, watch this, is to his word. 
God is committed to his word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And his commitment to the word goes far beyond your political affiliation, what's going on in America, what's going on in your life. His eyes are pure, the rest of the text says. Watch this, hallelujah. And they are focused on his word. He watches over it to perform it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you do not understand this, you will waver. And you will be like that double-minded man that James talked about. Hallelujah. But if you trust the process and keep your eyes focused on him, he will keep you in perfect peace. Amen, somebody. Do you not understand the nature of God? I'm trying to go quick. Do you not understand the nature of God? God can't lie. God can't lie. He's not a man that he should lie. If he say you're coming out, you are coming out. Are you in this place? Hallelujah. God says, watch this. My word is so good, Habakkuk. I want you to write it down. I ain't got time, but it, my, I, my word is so good. I want you to write it down. Write the vision down. Make it plain, what I just told you, so that those that see it may run with it. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Write it down so that when it comes to pass, I can come and let you know I told you so. I told you, I told you I was going to do it even though you didn't believe I was going to do it. Oh God, have mercy in here. Are you blessed, church? And just put my, my last point up there because I got to land this plane. My last point. That wasn't my last point. Hallelujah. There was one more before that. Okay, you have to have, just messed it up. You have to have the strength to wait. You have to have the strength to wait. You have to have the strength to wait. How many of you in here can testify that waiting is hard? Amen. Waiting is hard. You have to have strength to wait. Listen, put first, and I'm going to close with this scripture. Habakkuk 1 verse 17. Let's read it one last time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is that the text? That is not the text. Hallelujah. Three, I'm sorry, three and 17. That's my fault, not the guys in the back. 317, guys. I'm sorry about that. Although the fig tree shall not blossom. Listen. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the olive fail, and the field shall yield no meat. My God, no food. The flocks be cut off from the fall, and there shall be no herd, no sheep in the stalls. We have nothing, even though we have nothing, not even to borrow because nothing's coming out of the ground. Listen to the next verse. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will join the God of my salvation. Next verse. The Lord God is my strength. He said I will joy. There is something about joy. There is something about remaining in joy that gives a man the strength to endure. My God, if Nehemiah were here, he would tell you the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hallelujah. Counting it all joy, even in trouble, does something in me that gives me the strength to endure. Jesus said, for the joy set before me, I endured the cross. What gave me the power to endure? The joy set before me. 
rejoice in the Lord, there's something to it, church. Are you in this place? The Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet and he will make me to walk upon my high places to the chief singer on the string, the instrument. Hallelujah. Come on, guys. Come up here. Hallelujah. Ooh. Are you blessed in here, church? Listen, this is a song of focus. Habakkuk is saying, if you do this, you will not lose your focus. Let me give it to you again. Give me that last slide now. Check this out, church. Ooh, Listen, if you don't neglect your faith, and if you remain open to God's way of doing things, differently and if you remain committed to worship God no matter what and obtain an understanding of who God is and get you the strength to wait you will not lose your focus you will not lose your focus He said to the chief musician on my stringed instrument, put that in the song. Those are the lyrics to my focus. I am not giving up no matter what. There are some people in here under the sound of my voice who gave God their last I quit on Sunday.